Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Barb Wolger, naturopathic doctor. Young or old, male or female, athletic or not, the benefits of exercise are extensive. There's virtually no one, and that includes individuals suffering from chronic disease, whose life could not be enhanced by being physically active on a regular basis. Our bodies are designed to move. And today I want to talk about how exercise can actually improve overall wellness. If we want to optimize our health, then exercise has to be an essential component. Regular exercise has numerous benefits for the body and the mind, and its importance cannot be overlooked. One of the most significant benefits of exercise is its impact on our physical health. Regular physical activity helps to reduce the risk of many chronic diseases, such as heart disease, diabetes, and certain types of cancer. It can also help maintain a healthy weight and improve overall physical fitness, which can help prevent injuries and improve balance and flexibility. Exercise also has many mental health benefits. It can help to reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. It can also help improve mood and self-esteem. Exercise releases something called endorphins, and these are natural chemicals that produce a feeling of happiness and well-being. Regular exercise has also been shown to improve cognitive function and reduce our risk of cognitive decline and dementia. In addition to its physical and mental health benefits, exercise can also provide social benefits. Participating in group fitness classes or sports can help to connect you with others who share similar interests and goals, and this provides a sense of community and support. Now, to help you understand the importance of exercise and how it impacts different systems, I'm going to go over a few of them for you. And we'll start with the circulatory system. Now, the circulatory system consists of the heart and blood vessels. And the impact that exercise has on this system is that it has the ability to raise our HDL cholesterol levels, which are our good levels and it reduces LDL levels, so the not-so-good cholesterol. It also lowers our heart rate in the long term, it reduces blood pressure, and ultimately, overall exercise protects us against the risk of heart attacks, strokes, or diabetes. The next system is the digestive system. So the digestive system includes the mouth, throat, esophagus, stomach, small intestine, and colon. It works together with various digestive organs, such as the liver, gallbladder, and pancreas, to convert the food that we eat into energy and to package waste for elimination. Regular exercise can help to improve our motility and help to relieve constipation, as well as promoting healthy digestion while at rest. What's really fascinating is that recent studies have also shown that exercise can also have a positive impact on our gut bacteria, 
also known as our gut microbiome. The gut microbiome is a complex ecosystem of microorganisms that live in our digestive tract, and they play a crucial role in many aspects of health, including digestion, immune function, and metabolism. The research suggests that exercise can increase the diversity of our gut bacteria, and that's associated with improved health outcomes. What they found in the study was that athletes had a more diverse and healthy gut microbiome than sedentary individuals. Another study showed that even short-term exercise interventions could increase microbial diversity. We know that a high level of microbial diversity is associated with improved metabolic health, reduced inflammation, and improved cognitive function. Furthermore, exercise can also promote the growth of beneficial bacteria, such as bifidobacteria and acromantia, and these are associated with improved gut health. These types of bacteria can help to strengthen our gut barrier or our gut lining, and they help to reduce inflammation in the gut. In addition to promoting the growth of beneficial bacteria, exercise can also reduce the abundance of harmful or pathogenic bacteria. The third system we'll look at is the immune system. So exercise has been shown to have a positive impact on our immune function, which is our body's ability to defend against infection and disease. Regular exercise can help to strengthen the immune system and improve the body's ability to fight off these infections. Now, some of the ways in which exercise can improve immune function include reducing inflammation. Chronic inflammation impairs our immune function and puts us at risk for chronic diseases. It also increases circulation. Exercise helps to increase blood flow, which can improve the delivery of oxygen and nutrients to our cells throughout our body. This can then help to improve immune function by increasing the production and activity of our immune cells. And it also helps to improve lymphatic function. The lymphatic system is a network of vessels and tissues that help to remove waste and toxins from the body. When we exercise, this helps to improve lymphatic function, which can help to improve immune function by increasing the circulation of those immune cells throughout our body. The fourth system is our muscular system. And this system consists of three types of muscles, the smooth muscle, which pushes food through the digestive tract, the cardiac muscle, which helps to circulate blood throughout the body by contracting, and the skeletal muscle, which supports the body and helps in movement. Now, when we exercise, we facilitate muscular development and growth. And long-term exercise can help to strengthen these muscles. Regular exercise also increases the number of mitochondria in the muscle cells of the body. So mitochondria are the powerhouses of our cells that create energy. So simply put, the more mitochondria we have, the more energy we will have. 
And the final system we'll look at is the nervous system. So exercise has a significant impact on this system, which includes the brain and the spinal cord, as well as the peripheral nervous system that connects the brain and the spinal cord to the rest of the body. So we see that exercise can increase the production of brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Now, this is a protein that plays a critical role in neuroplasticity, or the brain's ability to adapt and change in response to new stimuli. Increased neuroplasticity has been linked to improved learning, memory, and cognitive function. We also see that exercise can improve mood and reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. And this is thought to be due to the release of these endorphins, which are chemicals in the brain that produce the feeling of pleasure and they reduce pain and stress. And finally, we know that exercise has been shown to reduce stress and anxiety, which can have a positive impact on our overall nervous system. Chronic stress has been linked to a range of neurological conditions, including depression and anxiety. So you can see that exercise impacts many different systems in the body. The impact of exercise can not only help you live longer, but it'll improve the quality of your life. Now you may be thinking, how much do you need and what type of exercise should you do? Cardiovascular exercise, or often referred to as cardio, and resistance or strength training are both important components of a well-rounded exercise routine, but they do differ in their primary focus and benefits. Cardio exercises are activities that get your heart rate up and they increase your breathing rate. So this type of exercise involves repetitive movements that often use large muscle groups. So these exercises are things like running, cycling, swimming, or jumping rope. Cardio exercises can help improve cardiovascular health by strengthening the heart, the lungs, and the blood vessels, and they also help us to burn calories. Resistance and or strength training, on the other hand, focuses on building and strengthening muscles through the use of resistance, such as weights, resistance bands, or bodyweight exercises like push-ups or squats. This type of exercise can help increase muscle mass, improve our bone density, and boost metabolism. Resistance training can also help improve functional fitness and mobility, making everyday activities easier to perform. Now, both cardio and resistance strength training have their unique benefits and incorporating both types of these exercises into your routine can help you to maximize the health benefits. In general, it's recommended we aim for about two to three days per week of resistance and strength training and two to three days of moderate intensity cardio per week. This is obviously going to differ for some individuals. But the point being is to make sure to incorporate some of these in your weekly exercise regime. One thing I want to emphasize is that regular physical activity is essential for maintaining good health and helping you feel better physically, mentally, and emotionally. Whether you prefer cardio, strength training, or a combination of both, 
it's important to find an activity that you enjoy and make it part of your regular routine. It's also important to consult with your healthcare provider before starting or changing up your exercise routine to make sure that it is safe and effective for you. I hope you found this episode helpful. And as always, stay curious and keep learning. Until next time, take good care. Thank you so much for listening to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you could leave a review. That is how more people will be able to create a healthier and happier life. Please remember that this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It's important to consult your healthcare practitioner regarding treatment options to make sure they are safe and effective for you. Stay healthy and be well.